0: episode is brought to you by the SPT Navigation System.
1: We're here to help you navigate through your PT school journey, whether it's your first time or your second lap around, and get you through debt-free. As PT
0: students, this is what we would have wanted to help us navigate PT school, and so we've created all of this for you.
1: We give you the tools and resources that school does not give you in order to get into the right mindset for school success, adjusting to the heavy workload of PT school, studying smarter, managing your stress and your time, making connections and other tools you need in order to become a debt-free SPT.
0: Click the link in the description to join the upcoming class. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone, and for today's episode, this is the last one of 2019, and we are just going to do kind of like a reflection, reviewing our year, and we're going to play a game, and it's pretty much 20 questions. (laughs) So, Sarah, are you excited for 2020 and 2019
1: ending? That's a very loaded question. <laughs> 2019 ending. I'm sad. Like, I loved 2019. And I'm excited for 2020, of course. And, yeah, I'm excited to do these 20 questions. So this is actually from The Art of Simple. She, she has a podcast, and she put up these 20 questions for New Year's Eve. And, of course, it's not New Year's Eve when Gabby and I are talking right now. It is December 29th, 2019. But this will be our last episode released in 2019. So we're going to do this, Reflection of 2019. So first question, Gabby, what was the single best thing that happened this past year? And for all of you listeners, think about these questions as we go through as well. And you can kind of answer them in your own head or if you want to share whatever you're thinking. But yeah, Gabby, single best thing that happened in 2019. These are hard questions, guys.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to name two things for us personally and then just for me. So, the first one being in May of 2019, we were at SSPT Live and this was in Clearwater, Florida. But this was the second time that we met in person. And that weekend, that Memorial Day weekend, I feel like changed a lot for us and our trajectory of where we're going and it was just so awesome to meet like so many people in person again and be able to connect because the first time I went to SSPT live was I was in my first week of PT school I didn't know anybody and this may was really special for both of us and for me just to be able to see everybody and like all of the speakers, I think that's why it was so special. The, the speakers were incredible. And so I would say that was one of the events. The second one was actually recently, last month, I took a road trip with two of my uh, best friends and we went out west to Utah and we uh, we just had such a great time and it was really like the best time of my life, just traveling and being in a different part of the country and experiencing all that. So I'd say that was the other, like single best event that happened this year for me.
1: I love that. And I think SSPT Live, of course, was a huge turning point for both of us of this year. Cause now we were both there, you went in 2018, but going again in 2019, was really cool to, for me to meet people for the first time. I have to say it was amazing, but it was not like the single best thing that happened this year. I think in my experience of all our events we've gone to this year, I really liked the latest mastermind the most because I think I finally like feel really comfortable and open. And I know I tried talking to more people and opened up to a lot more people about like what's actually going on. And I think the reality is of having a business and kind of our process of what we're going through now and what we've created and trying to build this is no easy task. And I think it was so cool to be able to open up and hear other people confirm that journey as they have gone through it before, you know, we're connected to all these people who have already done the thing. And here we are kind of following in their footsteps, learning from them, having our own struggles and learning from theirs. That's why the latest mastermind was my favorite. Like just talking to everybody was so incredible. And for me personally, let's see, the single best thing that happened this year, I would say was finishing my first half Ironman. And I didn't think Looking back, like a year ago today, I didn't think I would have done a half Iron pan in 2019, and that journey is quite a challenge, but so worth it, and it was a lot of fun. I'm excited to uh, do another, or uh, do a full, in 2021.
0: You did it. You did, I
1: did
0: it. You did the damn thing. Damn. <laughs> oh my gosh. How was that feeling when you crossed the, the final finish line for you?
1: The final finish line. For those of you who don't know what a half Ironman is, let's just explain here briefly. Because <laughs> I know many people are like, what is that? It has to do with you know Ironman, like a superhero. I said, no, it does not. It's a triathlon. It's a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike ride, and a half marathon run. That's 13.1 miles a total of 70.3 miles so crossing the final finish line like after the half marathon was kind of cathartic like you you cross the finish line and it doesn't quite feel real i actually was having some heat exhaustion at the end it sounds horrible but like you know you go through some stuff during an endurance event and it was raining the whole time until the run and there was no shade we were on the atlantic city boardwalk no shade, it was a beautiful run, so flat, like, it was a great first race, but, yeah, I, I was kind of, like, in and out of my body, (laughs) if that makes any sense, you kind of feel like you're stepping out and looking from a third-person view at what's happening, and that's kind of what happened at the finish line, but it was, it was great, it was amazing, but second question, what was the single most challenging thing that happened in 2019?
0: I guess it ties into everything, honestly, with school and everything that we've gone to, gone through. So, single most challenging thing for me was, honestly, just being, how do I word this? You don't Um, have
1: to word it delicately. (laughs) I
0: I think the single most challenging thing was just being real and thinking, okay, like, we are doing this. This is, this is a business. We are not playing around. This is for real. And realizing that I've never, I've never had the realization and the reality of, like, this is what I want, this is what I want to do. And I feel like, yes, it's been tough for us, like, in a lot of ways, dealing with school, because not going to lie there were there were days especially going through the summer semester like specifically and not wanting to not wanting to do stuff and wanting to give up and just say like all right is this like is this it do i really want this and i think that really challenged me personally and made me really have to think like okay this is not you're not doing this to benefit yourself. You're doing this to benefit students. And the fact that we're doing it together really does help because I I need to do I need to do better with like being more accountable for myself. And I think that was the biggest thing for me. That was probably the single most challenging thing is being accountable for myself with school and running our business. Now in the summer. We were making our course, so that was really, you know, really tough. So just that whole, like we talk about balance, was the single most challenging thing for me.
1: Yeah, and for those of you who don't know what making a course entails, uh, just to kind of, if you're thinking about this, I just want to hear about how it went. We pre-recorded, what, like 40 videos? Yeah. Or so? They're all about five anywhere between 5 and 20 minutes long and then yeah putting all of that together during the summer <laughs> and because we procrastinated because you know doing the hard thing is it's easy to put off doing what's necessary and i know for me personally i would do all the little things i'd be like okay what episodes coming out next like we need to make sure we got that up but you know what that was like we're ahead of schedule on that. Like I did not need to be doing that, but I was doing it to distract myself and not do the hard shit. And I avoided it. So, and that's a pattern for me personally. I do that all the time. I avoid doing the hard shit because doing the easy, smaller tasks that I know how to do are, are, you know, they feel good to actually do something. You feel like you can check something off your list, but if you are constantly avoiding the stuff that's going to actually help you grow, you're just going to stay the same all the time. So yeah, agreed. That, that's, I would agree with that being the single most challenging thing was launching season one because we actually did that during midterms and we delayed it by a week because we were overwhelmed. We weren't getting responses from a lot of people because it's midterms. We get it. We're students as well. Midterms is not a fun time. So that was the single most challenging thing for me as well. Number three, what was an unexpected joy? This past year.
0: Unexpected joy for me was the start of this fall semester. And as I've talked about, it was a split semester for me. And I had neuro first. So it was adult neuro rehab. And I I was able to like just fall in love with The patients that we were treating in class and my both of my professors, I would say that was a really big unexpected joy for me because they brought so much into my life. And this semester was a pivotal moment for me in school thus far. And from there, my you know, my professor and I shout out to Renee Hamill. She is the the best person and from a lot of my classmates. They they feel very similar, but there is a service learning trip that I am going on in May of 2020. And I'm going with five of my classmates and uh, Dr. Hamill. And we are going to treat patients with neurological conditions. And I believe it's specifically uh, patients who, who have had a stroke. And I'm just really looking forward to that and being able to go to another country and, just like see the culture and how it is, um, be able to really help these people because from what I learned, they are three hours away from any sort of hospital or any medical area. So this is you know this is a need, and I'm just really excited to go on my first service learning trip out of the country. So that's one thing that was an unexpected joy that I got chosen for because we had to apply. And it was one of those things where you, you, my name got picked out of a hat. So <laughs> that was one thing. And then the other was honestly joining Mastermind was an unexpected – well, not an – it was an expected joy, but just the ways that we've been able to really connect with, like, Greg and Joseph and so many other people. Andrew Tran was a big – big part of that. And Phil and David Cardellano, those like so many, everybody in Mastermind has really influenced us, but those specific people have really like provided so much unexpected joy in the times where we were challenged or we didn't want to do stuff. We were avoiding the hard things. And so having those reminders from them just out of the blue were really, really helpful with what we're doing. And I would say that was an
1: Unexpected joy, joys, <laughs> <laughs> joys! All you amazing joyful people, uh, yeah. you are the unexpected joys, and I, I would second that or agree with that however we want to phrase it.
0: Um, okay. and also, oh, one more thing, and also from all the students too, because we would get messages, oh, yeah. and we would not expect it, and you know someone would just message us and say, "This podcast episode really resonated with me," and. I really appreciate what you both are doing. So that was another really big unexpected joy for us this year. Yeah,
1: It's great to get validation from all of you and to hear that things are actually helping. Like that's the whole point of this. Like Gabby said, we're not doing it for ourselves. This is not an easy thing to be undertaking, but we love it and we love all of you. So yeah, unexpected joy. What was an unexpected obstacle? That's question number four. For me, at least, that was the hardest thing, was overcoming the timing of stuff, the launch of season one, and putting together the course for the first time, and kind of everything that goes into that.
0: I agree with it. I would say that was definitely the unexpected obstacle this year, and the timing. I mean, we, like we said, we planned it, we were like, okay, this is it, and then we were telling ourselves during midterms, we're like, okay, we can do this. We can handle studying for midterms and still doing, keeping the launch the same time. But then once, you know, once you get into it and you're actually going through it, you're thinking, oh shit, I don't know how this is going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. But then things in our control and out of our control did have us to like push back you know, everything, and especially the unexpected obstacle of messaging everybody during midterms, which is really tough, and uh, not getting the response, but like we said earlier, we totally understand, and I think that was an obstacle, was just the timing in general,
1: for Mm -hmm. sure. And number five, pick three words to describe this past year.
0: Oh, oh, I like this one three words to
1: describe
0: this past year. Hey, I didn't really think about
1: this. That's okay, that's okay. Here, I'll share mine first. So I love bullet journaling and I've been doing it for a few years. And so what I started doing two years ago is putting three words on the back of my bullet journal at the start of the year for the upcoming year. So my three words last year for 2019 were connect, give, and go. And they're super simple words, but you know, that kind of rang true for how the year went, we made a ton of new connections with amazing people, including yourselves who are listening. Give we gave our first scholarship to a fellow student physical therapist. We gave a thousand dollars, and we're going to be doing that again next year. Well, in 2020. <laughs> and go was like just do it, like just do the darn thing. I put go in bold, bubbly letters with a big exclamation point. You guys can't see it, but. And I underlined it, it is Gabby.
0: underlined and bolded.
1: <laughs> Gabby is a witness. And I think that was the biggest thing. Just like, you know, the cliche imperfect action is so important. And that's how I would describe 2019.
0: I love that. I think that's, that's very similar to mine. So we're just going to keep it there.
1: <laughs> okay. Next question. <laughs> the next two are kind of tough. So take three words your partner or close friend would use to describe your year. So for example, if I, what do I think you would say about my year? <laughs> yeah. it's Kind of a weird question, but I think that you would say probably grow. Push, That's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> trying to read your mind over here. <laughs> grow, push, and oh, I need a third word. Overcome. Ooh, overcome. I like it. I was going to say resilient, but good. Yeah. So what do you think? I would say about your year, Gabby.
0: I think you would say uncomfortable (laughs)
1: Mm,
0: because there were a lot of of points where I was really uncomfortable. I would say action. I would also say like resilient, but I think those are those are words. I it's so hard to think. I just need like a list of words. Um, (laughs) Like oh, but. Or persist, yeah, persistence would be another one.
1: Agreed. We're going to skip number seven because you already, we we already said the same thing. Okay, number eight, what were the best books you read this year?
0: Ooh, that's another good one. Oh, I like that. I would say number one would be Josh Payne's book. His was, oh, it was a good one. And it's how to like start with mobile PT business and how to start that off and just kind of going through and, you know, always starting with like your mindset. And he talked about like what he did and what he learned from his mentors. And so I would say that was definitely one of the best books I've read. See, this is hard because that's really the like other than the the PT books that we were reading, which the one that I read wasn't as bad. I won't say it wasn't as bad as the ones that Sarah read because they were not very good. But other than that, I didn't actually read a lot of books. I would say I listened to more podcasts than I can count this year. That was pretty much like my book that. Just a um, culmination of all these different podcasts. So that would be mine. I didn't really get to read books, but I do have a list for 2020.
1: So. There you go. We'll ask again in 2020. <laughs> well, I, second. I would second that. So Josh Bean's book is amazing. Um, my friend just snapped having me actually this morning. She goes, <gasps> This book has been in all these different places as I've traveled. I haven't read it until now. Finally, and almost done. It's like a short read. It's really great. So get to hear from her what she thinks about it. But would recommend and building your story brand or story brand building. I forget the actual title. I you should look at this. But that was an amazing book and really helped us like put into perspective what are people looking for. How can we build our brand? What are the successful brands, like what makes up a successful brand and kind of talks about that process of building your story. So that was what I would say. Yes, that
0: was the other one. I was like, what is there? Yes, I did read that book in its entirety as
1: well. Yeah. (laughs) And number nine, who were your most valuable relationships with? And if you don't want to give a name, just give like their role in your life kind of what role they played
0: okay so i would say i'm just gonna state two people because obviously me personally and and also like all of our connections with our business so these people really stuck by me through everything going down the entrepreneur route and they always wanted to hear of, you know, what we were doing, and they really were curious and interested, and they really have stuck by me. And you're going to lose people through this process, and I've already actually experienced that of losing people. And so to the people who have really been there since, since the beginning, and you know when that was, thank you. I just have to say thank you. And to everybody um, who has come into my life this year in regards to helping us grow and just being role models for us and just like badasses, seriously, (laughs) we have so many people who we look up to and are following in their footsteps and really just have, have made us grow As people and as students and that has really been a testament to what we've done thus far because if it weren't for them we wouldn't be in the place that we are today
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, yes two people in particular Besides our mentors, of course, our mentors have been so much like Greg and Joseph. Thank you guys so much for everything that you've done, helping us through this whole process and the logistics of it. And I think besides them, the other two people who have really helped, not just with our business, but also just like in my own life, they're like brothers to me, David and Phil shout out to both of you. Like, I have two brothers, but two actual brothers, but you guys are like number three and number four. <laughs> and when I'm starting to have like major anxiety over what we're doing, what we're about to release, what will people think, like how are other people going to take it, can we even do this, like why are we doing this, when I'm feeling like a big ball of shit, as soon as I reach out to them, they're like so incredible, in getting back and just kind of putting things into perspective and being there for support and help. and uh, Somebody kind of like a mirror to see the reality of what's going on. That sometimes I tend to blow things out of proportion (laughs) in my own head, not outwardly, but in my own head. And so it's been really amazing to have them. And 10, what was your biggest personal change from January to December of this past year?
0: Okay, biggest personal change. I think the number one biggest personal change for me was mindset hands down because 2018 was rough because that was the year that we both started PT school, but me personally coming from the a gap year and just trying to figure out school and, and us like me personally, I was not in a great mindset for half of, well, most of 2018 um, when school started, but that changed when we started the podcast and I met Sarah, but I would say going into 2019, that was the single most, like the single change that I made in the whole year.
1: And how did it change? Like, I know we say mindset all the time. We're like, you need to change your mindset, like change your mindset. But how did it, was it different?
0: So how did my mindset change? I would say I I really obviously utilize podcasts, podcasts, other podcasts, and really influential people to help me change my mindset. So a lot of those people to me were Brendan Burchard, Greg Todd. Now, most recently, End My Life. I just started listening to him. Sarah's been listening to him for a while, but I really... started listening to him so really listening to those and and taking what they're saying and and kind of being like okay like i can't you know think this way um and have that negativity come from people around me i really have to surround myself with people who are going to be there for me in the future and i think that was part of the biggest change is finding the people who finding the people and the things that are really going to benefit you for for your present self and your future self. I did more of intentional actions to be able to do that and really just kept a positive mindset even when it was really challenging. I always had to think of okay, you know, take a step back. This is what we're doing and I think that really did really did help change everything for me and that's why 2019 was a like the best year
1: the kick-ass year year. (laughs) and I think so so just to kind of sum up if I'm hearing you right your mindset kind of went from this reactive like I'm just going through life doing what people are saying that I'm supposed to be doing and it's just kind of I'm going with whatever direction I'm being pushed and then you kind of change that as soon as you listen to other people who are taking charge of their life and being more proactive and saying, What do you want? Like, what is it that you're looking for? Not what is it that other people are telling me I should be looking for, what is it that you're looking for? That's it. Nice. I would second. I would say, Yes, same to that for myself. But I think that was kind of between 2018 and 20. That was like my biggest change going into 2019. And I think it's just kind of expanded from there. But I think my biggest personal change for this past year was actually opening up to people again. I think that it's been a while. I'm a very logistical person. I like to say, okay, here's step one, step two, step three, this is what we have to do, but not really taking a look at, how am I feeling through this? How am I connecting with other people? How am I, like, how do I have a support system how do I support other people, and how do I allow other people to support me through this process? And I think that has been a challenge, and I'm still working on it. But it's definitely been a big personal change: is being able to ask for help and not feel like I'm incapable because I ask for help. That is like the kiss of death. If you ever ask for help, that's just not the case. Letting go of control is hard for me. <laughs> I'm a very Type A person, and so. I think those are, that's the biggest personal change, 2019. And I'm going to kind of combine 11, 12, and 13. So 11, 12, and 13 is in what ways did you grow emotionally, spiritually, physically?
0: Okay. So ways that I grew emotionally, I wasn't taking everything personally. I needed to just stop thinking that, whatever someone says I would just shut down and I really had to take a step back when that happened in my clinical rotation because I feel like I was going back to those, those ways of taking things personally, especially from a student's perspective and using my clinical skills. So I would say emotionally, just not taking things personally and doing it <laughs> Excuse me. Doing it for the better, to better myself and grow. So that would be emotionally, spiritually. I feel like this year, specifically, I was kind of stagnant spiritually. Although I do read. Um, I have a like a Bible app, and for the past two years, consistently, that has been the single most habit that I've kept up with, and I read it every night. I if I don't read it, then I don't fall asleep right away, which is very strange. But I read it and there's different like you can do it based off of if you're feeling anxiety or if you're if you want wisdom, strength. Like there's so many different, I guess,
1: what do you call it? Kind of like categories.
0: Yeah, they're all they're all categories. And so you pick the category that relates to you most. And so that's what I've been doing for literally the past two years and picking stuff. So that has really help me spiritually, but I, I feel like I haven't, I haven't had, you know, like a, a moment this year where I was like, yes, this is it. So that'd be spiritually for now. And then physically, I, I feel like the beginning of the year, I was pretty consistent with, you know, just getting stronger. And this sounds really weird, but this was kind of the first in the beginning of this year, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gaining weight. And once I actually looked at the scales, like, oh my gosh, I'm gaining weight. But no, I had to think, oh my gosh, I'm gaining muscle. And I knew I was being consistent with working out and, and that really did help. But then towards, I'd say the end of the year, I didn't have, you know, a race or other than intramurals for soccer, but this was kind of the year where I wanted to be injury-free because 2018 is when I had a pretty significant injury to me that affected me in all aspects of my life and then beginning of 2019 was a little rocky but then that's when I started to be on the uphill and thank God knock on wood I haven't had any significant injuries just minor minor things but yeah so
1: physically I could do better (laughs) let's just say that. We can always do better. That's my life motto. (laughs) So, emotionally, I think this year has been a year of growing emotional resilience and just like you said, not taking things so personally. Realizing that when people are not wanting to connect with you or when people are not vibing with what you're doing, that's more a reflection of them than it is a reflection of you. And so, that's been hard for me to really absorb because as we are growing people hit a point where you know they may have supported it in the beginning when it was just a podcast but now we're actually helping students through their own journeys in our course and that is when we hit kind of this roadblock at least in my life of people saying like what are you doing you know you should just be a student etc and just stepping back and saying you know Person saying this to you, they're feeling this way because it's more of a reflection of the limits they placed on themselves, and now they're trying to place onto you. And so, understanding that was a challenge, and it's still a challenge, but working on it. How did I grow spiritually this year? So, this year was more of reflecting and like meditating in the morning for myself. I just take 10 minutes. to really look inside and see, you know, who are you when you're silent? Like when there's silence, what is going on in there? And I think that's been really amazing to take a step back in the morning and kind of take a look at, you know, your own spirit in the morning and what is actually going on in there. And physically training for the first half, Iron Man, hands down, biggest endurance thing I've done yet. And so, honestly, Although that is a big physical achievement, it was more mental. Like in my head, that is almost a like spiritual experience when you're going through it because you say, you know, you're pushing yourself, you're kind of pushing your spirit to the next thing, and it can sound silly. And I've never said this out loud, but <laughs> that's kind of how it feels. You feel like, okay, I cannot go anymore, and then something inside you pushes a little bit more anyway. So. And what, what ways did you grow in your relationships with others? We could do this with each other. Number okay, 14. So we're we're going to do this with each other.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think for us, I mean, it all started, well, not it all started at the beginning, but when we finally met in person um, January of this year, then that was really the point of, okay, we're real. Like, you're a real person.
1: <laughs> we did that a lot. When we were- Nobody could see what you just did, but she like tried to poke the screen here. <laughs> so,
0: figuring out, okay, we are, <laughs> we are like, you're a real person. And really just figuring out what each other's strengths and weaknesses are because Sarah and I, we complement each other really well. <laughs> We we both have, you know, things that we we may excel more in and then like things that are common so. <laughs> we we avoid the difficult aspects. <laughs> and that's been something we've really had to find in ourselves and talk about. And I think just like you said, being able to kind of let go like not what's the word that you said earlier is just like not like taking, care. yeah, 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 exactly, so we've really just grown in that aspect, and I think it really helped as we saw each other more this year, and being able to live with each other for two weeks, that really did help as well, so I think just being consistent, and um, we talk to each other every day, like, we're, we have our own, like, little, I don't know, inside jokes, and, <laughs> And it's just, it's really fun. So being able to do this with someone has really specifically helped me um, with a lot of the things that I've said and really had to look into what what I
1: really want. <laughs> I was making fun of the word Excel because I Excel, in excel. <laughs> and <laughs> Excel. Yeah. If you don't ask a computer science person. But <laughs> yeah, like working off each other's strengths and weaknesses has been... The biggest way that we've grown, and we're still growing, of course, because as you guys know, like Gabby and I were strangers when we started this, and that has been a big obstacle, but also amazing, like soundboard, I guess, for how we can better work together. There's no like history of knowing each other in the past and kind of projecting their past selves into the future, if you know what I mean. Um, After you know someone for a while, you tend to think, oh, they're always this way. They always do this. They can't change. They won't grow. But Gabby and I have only known each other since we started. So we've only grown together. I don't know the undergrad, high school, junior high Gabby. I only know the Gabby from last year forward. And Gabby only knows the Sarah from last year forward, which is probably for the best. (laughs) Because I am not the same person I was in undergrad. I am not even close to the same person I was in high school. Yeah. So I think that's been the best thing, and growing together through everything, figuring out how we complement each other. I'm a little more blunt than Gabby. Gabby is a uh, grown to be a little more blunt. Yes. <laughs> Shout
0: out to Sarah for. For
1: that <laughs> and I think it was so funny when we lived together for those two weeks and we went out to dinner with your classmates and they had never seen us in person together and <laughs> I think it was kind of amplified how we do complement each other we are different in many ways but it works very well together so I'm ve- I'm being very vague because I don't think I even fully understand how we complement each other. You just have to see us in person and you kind of understand. But yeah. And let's see here. Okay, number 15. What is the most? Wait, what was the most enjoyable part of your work? So let's just relate it to the podcast slash business.
0: So I would say. 2019 specifically, you know, we, the first half of the year, we were just doing the podcast and, and really focusing on our interviews and really, really connecting with the guests that we've had and hearing their stories. And I think that in the beginning, I mean, that has been, that has been really important to us. And you know, it all started with the podcast, but then as we got into the last half of the year with building our course and uh, really connecting with the students in our course, and I think that was that was the best part of it, being able to talk with them one on one and also in a group uh, setting when we did our weekly calls, but really seeing in the end when we did the reflection episode of, wow, like, I mean we we learned and we were able to implement the stuff that we were saying and really had to remind ourselves of those things and seeing our students really take this and make changes in their life whether that would have been studying or mindset or whatever it may have been connections I think that was that was also one of the biggest things so between those two things now that we have our course it's just it's really interacting and forming relationships with the people who we encounter
1: i second that the most enjoyable part is all of you
0: (laughs) yeah that's really what it comes down to oh
1: yeah definitely
0: it's all of you hands down
1: and number 16 what was the most challenging part of your work
0: we touched on this
1: yeah we did
0: yeah
1: most challenging was timing
0: timing definitely
1: and not avoiding the hard stuff. Yeah. Number 17, what was your single biggest time waster in your life this past year?
0: <laughs> A lot of things. <laughs> A lot of things. I think I've talked about this, you know, having conversations with people. So I talk yeah, I definitely have talked about this before of For me personally, if I was studying and I know I had a two-hour block of time that I was studying for a specific class or an exam, I would catch myself, you know, seeing one of my classmates who I haven't seen in a while or seeing a professor that I didn't think I would see in the day and then having a conversation with them leading into 30 to 40 minutes later i'm like oh no <laughs> i've blocked off 2 hours and now i just i was able to you know talk with that person like i didn't necessarily regret it but i inserted myself in inserted myself into these situations where it was a time waster because it was me talking with people which you guys know i love doing and not focusing on the task at hand of what i needed to do although I did block off
1: that time. Yeah, distractions. Distractions. (laughs) Biggest time wasters. Like, okay, this is just for me, but it's hard to be running a business and stuff and having to manage the social media and somehow not getting sucked in to social media. And for me, that happens a lot more often than I would like to admit. So I would find myself picking up my phone, going to Instagram, looking at all of your wonderful responses to our polls or questions or whatever on our stories to just see how people what people are saying and start conversations with you all. And then I would get into Instagram and totally forget what I was doing and just find myself scrolling. And that's horrible. That's Instagram's whole job though, you know, Facebook and Instagram. The longer you're on there, like that's their goal. It's just to keep you on there longer. So it it works, but I need to find a way to stay focused, avoid the distractions, and just get the stuff done that use done. Yeah, that was the biggest time waster. Okay, what was, number 18, what was the best way you used your time this past year?
0: I would say when we were being productive, I know that's fake, best way I used my time is honestly using a planner, planning on our day, Calendly, Google Calendar saved me this year. <laughs> 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 it saved me a lot. Mm-hmm. Although I I did have my my passion planner, which everybody has, bullet journal, you know, some sort of planner. But I think I found for me that Google Calendar and Calendly were my lifesavers for this year. And also, I mean, my regular planner, but specifically putting like important dates down. So yeah, that, that saved me a lot this year.
1: Yeah. For everyone listening, let's just explain this briefly. First of all, Calendly is a scheduling app that we use for podcast interviews, for coaching calls, for all of our important things that we have going on. So Gabby and I each have our individual schedules on Google Calendar. So, cause we're not at the same school. So she has her schedule for class. I have my schedule for class and we block off, you know, like half an hour for travel slash food or whatever we need so that nobody schedules an interview in that time or a coaching call in that time, because coaching calls we have are only half an hour. Well, we set aside 20 minutes, but it blocks off half an hour. So if we forget to block off half an hour and somebody schedules, like that is just the most frustrating thing because it's our own fault, like we forgot to do that. And so, you know, those things are connected. Calendly is synced with your Google Calendar. So Gabby and I have our individual ones that we share with each other. And then gratitude's calendar is a combination of both of ours. And that's where the podcast interviews are scheduled. And then our on our individual ones, that's where coaching calls are scheduled with us personally. So it can get a little bit messy <laughs> managing the three. But that has definitely been the biggest time saver
0: mm-hmm.
1: this past year. And 19, okay, 19 and 20 kind of go together, but I'm gonna keep them separate. But 19. What was the biggest thing you learned this past year? I know we've talked about a lot, but pick one.
0: Okay. So the biggest thing I learned this year was (laughs) you're, I'm going to, I mean, we've, we've talked about it. It's like a culmination of a lot. It's a culmination of (laughs) imperfect action, which 2018 was, I would say, was mostly imperfect action, but going into this year as well. And then just being being intentional and, like we said, not thinking about how is this going to benefit me in the long run? It's, I went from that to like, how am I going to, how is this going to benefit, you know, students and and even like our mentors and talking with them so being what's the word um not being selfish we did talk about that but it plays into a lot so I think for me it was just seeing how this can benefit others and not necessarily like how is it gonna just benefit me and I've learned I've learned that throughout this year
1: And I think that it's also important for people to hear that it's kind of both. So selfish and altruistic, they sound like oxymorons, but really you have to be able to take care of yourself to an extent. You have to be selfish in order to help more people. So Mm -hmm. I think that this year I've kind of come to terms with that oxymoron of being selfish, taking care of yourself, that's what that is, being selfish in that sense, like you've got to take care of yourself in order to take care of others, and doing what you need to do in order to dream bigger for yourself and for who you're helping. So in our case, dreaming bigger for ourselves in order so that other student physical therapists can dream bigger for themselves, and it's a chain reaction. Then other pre excuse me, pre-PTs can dream bigger for themselves, and then, you know, etc, cetera, etc, cetera. Um, and that has been the biggest thing we've learned, I mean, I've learned this year as well, is just um, taking off your limitations that you've placed on yourself, that the world has placed on you, and creating something you didn't believe was possible.
0: Yeah, that's, that's it for sure. I mean, there were so many things we didn't think were possible and we really had to challenge ourselves with the vision that we have for for our platform and for ourselves and yeah, that was that was a big thing, but I would say <laughs> putting in those words, that was that really was the lesson that we learned, it seems like individually but then also together.
1: Karate chop those walls. Karate (laughs) chop those walls. (laughs) Okay, number 20, last but not least, create a phrase or statement that describes this past year for you.
0: Okay, let's see. I am capable of more than I ever thought was possible.
1: I like it. For me, no fucking excuses. Oh, yes. (laughs) oh my gosh you guys okay just short backstory and then we'll end this i know it's been a little bit longer than some of our old episodes but i had this moment gabby this was the sunday night after you left the most recent mastermind down in clearwater florida i was sitting in the hot tub with some other pt business owners <laughs> having a wet claw <laughs> this sounds yeah this is what we do at these meetings right <laughs> We actually do work for like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then we enjoy the evening. But I was sitting in the hot tub with these people. And I it was getting close to midnight. And I was just like looking at what we wanted to do. This is after Gabby and I just wrote our goals for 2020, which we're going to talk about in the next episode. But I was looking back and I was thinking like, what are my excuses? Like PT school is not an excuse. It's how you are handling things. Like, what else is going on? PT school is not purely an excuse. For me personally, like, I was training for a half Ironman during PT school and launching season one. And here I am not training anymore because it's winter and it's freaking cold. (laughs) That's, That's an excuse again. I could be training more, but I'm not. Not training. I'm on break. Like, what am I doing? And so for me, just that realization, like, I can do more. I need to stop just making excuses and understand that each new level, like, you're not set back after that. You know, you have leveled up. There's no going back. There's no, like, oh, I'm, I'm now the old Sarah from 2017. No, you are the new you in 2019 and you can handle more than you believe you can just like when you run a 5k and then you're like ready to do a 10k and then you can always go back to that 5k. It's easy now. You've done it. You've done that 10k now you can do that half marathon. You've done that half marathon now you can do a marathon etc and I think it was really just mind blowing at that moment. Not so much now as I'm saying it but in that moment I was like whoa we're capable of more. I'm capable of more, and you guys are all capable of more.
0: Those go really well. The excuses and being capable of more.
1: Oh, end it right there. <laughs> end it right there. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's it. Ah, happy 2019, everybody. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists.
0: If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.
1: Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physiomemes got your back with apparel,
0: drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G R. ADITUDE 220
1: and don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh
0: as always make life humorous